guys, I'm Chef Phoebe and this is Chef Phoebe's Whispers. Today, I'm going to talk culinary cheat codes with my guest, Alex Yoza. Hi, thanks for having me on. Hi, Alex. So, first, we're going to talk about something that I found extremely interesting. You were in an anime cook-off. Uh, yes, actually, I was. Uh, 2019, uh, the last year, they actually were able to really do that kind of thing. Well, interesting. Yeah. I know we're all looking forward to getting back to those type of things. How do you even end up in an anime cook-off? So I initially saw that they were looking for people and didn't think I'd be able to cut through the noise on it. Um, so I didn't think too seriously. Uh, but then I was able to end up on stage. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. Really? Okay. So was there like a theme to this cook-off? Or, first of all, did you wear a costume? Did you cosplay uh, anything? Um, I, I did not personally uh, cosplay anything. Um, I wore a Steven Universe shirt around uh, one of the days there. Um, and I, had my, uh, I just had my uh, chef coat on while I was up on stage. So was there like a culinary thing? Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it almost felt almost like they were trying to key into Iron Chef uh, a little bit there with mystery ingredients. Uh, I, I think so. I would say. Mystery ingredients. So basically you found out right before cooking what you were going to be cooking. We had time to think about what we wanted to do with it. And like come up with a game plan sort of? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Because my experience, <laughs> my limited experience with stressful competitions, um, I would prefer to have a game plan before going in. Um, so... You, it sounds like there was more than one day of this competition? Uh, uh, no, it was a single day. Uh, the convention, however, spanned uh, the entire weekend. The competition was on the final day. Okay. So did you, you got to find out, like, before the final day what you would be making? Yeah. I had applied, I want to say, around towards the end of March, the beginning of April, um, yeah, and they got back to us relatively quickly um, about the ingredients after letting us know uh, that we were accepted. Um, and then we had a while to kind of mull it over uh, and come up with a game plan from there. Um, but we, once we were at the first day of the convention, there was a top three already established. Okay. So that's helpful. So what exactly was your secret ingredient? Uh, so they gave us uh, one secret ingredient per round. Uh, it was up to us to choose um, which round we applied each secret ingredient to. And although it was up to each of us to choose, I think we all chose the same arrangement. Okay. So for your first round, what did you make? Uh, for my first round, I did uh, a quick kimchi uh, with uh, the secret ingredient being uh, umeboshi or pickled plums. Interesting. So you somehow you turned the pickle plums into kimchi? Yeah, I, I, I used them in kimchi. Uh, they, they took a little bit of processing first because uh, they, 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 they pack these things to last. Uh, you can see in a Grave of the Fireflies, for instance, uh, the brother eats one of them and his face shrivels up. Um, so they're, they're, they definitely have a reputation for dissolving lunchboxes, uh, <laughs> I've heard. So, uh, you, you know, you, you kind of got to taper that a little bit uh, if you want to get any uh, use out of this, aside from 
jarring somebody um so <laughs> but they they're pretty good to have them straight like that you just gotta really think about it uh what you're doing there but either way uh using them uh, as uh, a food additive um as i was there i still had to do some processing where it was important for me to remove the salt and some of the acidity uh from it uh first and foremost okay was the kimchi like your main focus I had to start with um, the uh, umeboshi first before I could do anything else for this um, because I needed the water from them uh, for a pretty early on step uh, with the cabbage. Uh, so that, that was the first thing I did was I get water going and then I uh, poke holes in my kimchi with my knife and drop them in there uh, to kind of boil gently. Uh, I didn't turn it up super high because I didn't want to tear them apart because uh, I wanted the whole the, the whole pickled plum out. I didn't want, you know, like the skin with maybe a little few pieces hanging on in the inside. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Pulp. Yeah, you don't want all that. So, um, you know, slow boil, just just enough heat to get the get everything out of the holes I poked in them uh, into the water, but without taking the actual fruit with it. So uh, I, I pulled them out, and uh, there's a pit in there, which is very important to remove. Um, and uh, so I get the pits out, and, and then I just I mince them. I basically turn them into a paste uh, on the board, um, and so then I'm adding uh, the uh, pickled plum paste there. Um, I'm keeping it to add later, um, but so then I'm turning to my cabbage um, and my uh, fruit and vegetable ingredients that I have together for this, and I cut my cabbage down into quarters, and uh, <laughs> I uh, dice it up pretty, per, pretty, or not dice it up, but you, you know, in like, yeah, like relatively, yeah, like small kinda. chunks. Okay. Yeah, 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 like, um, yeah, shredded, that's not a bad term for it, um, actually. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, so either way, uh, but so at that point, what I did next amused the crowd, I think, a little bit. I started punching the kimchi. Um, <laughs> It didn't occur to me that this could be awkward on stage to uh, repeatedly punch a bowl of cabbage. However, <laughs> yeah, I bet they thought you were just kind of frustrated. It is essential. It is essential to compress the cabbage. Um, this all, the, you know, I. Ah, it had to be done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be done uh but i had layered the cabbage with uh salt uh with like coarse salt and uh in between the layers of uh in between the layers of cabbage and then with, with the coarse salt layers in there you then apply pressure to the top repeatedly uh and it kind of like not pulverizes the leaves but it like weakens them down enough and it helps draw the water out so that was my first step that i took uh was uh the cabbage um, leaves uh, compressing them with the salt so then the salt could draw out the moisture while I moved on to my fruit and vegetable ingredients to add to the kimchi um, okay interesting and how did the judges respond to this you making kimchi in such a short amount of time you know, uh, it, it was something that uh, they seemed a little I would say caught off guard uh, by a selection to make kimchi uh, in such a short period of time. 
Um, even I, I think my competitors uh, were a little caught off guard too, honestly. Yeah, I think I would have been also. <laughs> but did you get like positive facial reactions? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So one one of the other things that I did for it. Um, so when, when when I was introduced uh, is spicy competitor. I. I, I kind of like spicy food, I gotta say. Um, so I, I kind of let loose with the spice here. And uh, with, with kimchi, you use uh, red pepper uh, powder and of course you got your fish sauce. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm like, I, I could get all that for the, for the competition, but you know, I'm trying to do this on kind of a budget here. So what can I get instead? That's gonna be really easy for me and uh, sriracha kind of what in the at the end of the day um and uh, that's not the only thing that it brought to the table and it, it kind of combined um which we'll circle back to in a second here uh where so i have the the water that i mentioned earlier i have my pickled plum paste I yeah. have my vegetable and my fruit ingredients processed and i have my cabbage processed yeah you yeah. Now I don't have time to pick out all those cabbage leaves and all that salt. Um, so, and I do need the flavor from that water in my cabbage leaves. And I happen to know that hot water dissolves salt pretty well. So I have an idea. I'm going to take my hot water. I'm going to pour it onto my cabbage leaves with the salt. So the cabbage leaves can get wilted just a little, just enough, which also removes the salt because you know, it, it was for the cause. I just stuck my hand in there and directly agitated the hot water and the cabbage leaves to dissolve the salt and then poured it all out, leaving no huge chunks of salt that are going to actually make the kimchi savory or overly savory. Um, but also I've given it a really nice flavor uh, from the water, but I have the paste on backup, but using that water i feel like it added another layer there even if only slightly you know yeah okay so what did you make for the other rounds or other round yeah so um for the second round uh i did uh balsamic glazed wings uh with uh mushrooms interesting and was there more than two rounds or was it just the two Oh, it was uh, the two rounds. So this was like your final hurrah of the competition, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't specifically made to be like extended. It, I don't think it was necessarily going for a. I I, I feel like I, I feel like you're feeling like it was trying to go for a chopped vibe, and like like I was saying, I feel like it was trying to go for more of like an Iron Chef vibe, to where it is. A, sing, a single or two endeavors as opposed to an extended elimination round kind of thing. Okay, I, I'm understanding. Okay, so tell me a bit, a little bit about these balsamic glazed wings, were they? This quick kimchi that had all of the features of the kimchi that you would come to expect. Uh, it had the fermented flavor from the umeboshi. It had uh, the texture of the cabbage. It had the heat um, that was necessary as well as uh, fruit and vegetable ingredients, apples, radish, carrot, um, 
fantastic things, onions. So it's like I have all these things together. And just like in that first round, uh, how I kind of like, because like you said, what were their reactions? They were surprised. Um, the second round, I, I knew, I knew, I, I knew I had to continue with that trend. So for the second round, it was important to me um, that, that I, I take a little bit of risk um, and see how things turn out. And okay. I mean, things were always going to turn out well. Um, but I wanted on stage with judges about to taste my food directly off of the stove there. I went with uh, drumsticks, chicken drumsticks on an induction cooker. Um, That's interesting. Very risky. I'm sure you had to use some shortcuts for that. Uh, you, you, you know, it, it took some... If I'd done it any other way, I'm not sure it would have come out quite how it did. Uh, <laughs> interesting. So, while we're at it, why don't you tell me something about, like, any shortcuts you use in the competition? Yeah, so I don't have time to ferment kimchi on stage. So um, actually, if you want to do a quick kimchi um, where I didn't have the time to do that, I brought the flavor in from something that was fermented, from something that has existed for a while in that state to build up that flavor that I wanted, which was the pickled plum um and <sighs> flavor is interesting to where it, you know if the flavor that you need is strong enough you can really pick it out of where you need it and apply it uh in really interesting ways that might not have seemed quite as apparent yeah. Unless you're presented, unless you're presented with the charge to say, "Hey, you need to do this. You need to make this like that and go." You know. Yeah, I think it was kind of clever to be able to use something that was already fermented to provide the missing fermented flavors for your kimchi. It's like a nice, clever shortcut. Yeah, and as well, I wasn't going to show up to the competition with something I fermented at home. Uh, you know, like that—that seemed like a bad move. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's like a little bit cheating ahead of time. Um, but I think while we're on the topic, we could discuss some some more of these like shortcuts in the kitchen because that one helped you on stage. And I'm sure there are plenty that we can think of to share with everyone else that can help people at home. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So um, another thing, let, let's think about some of our uh, favorite dishes that maybe we don't have so often. Um, and what features they encompass. What, what do we like about them? And so we, we have ceviche. We have, it, it's nice and tart, and it, it really works with the texture of the fish. Um, yeah, the prep time is also pretty small because there's not much cooking, if any, involved when you're making a ceviche. Yeah, definitely not. And, and while in this instance we don't specifically need it to necessarily cook anything it has a couple of other interesting properties uh one one of which i personally think uh is that it's water-based so you drop it in there it's gonna rapidly expand into tons of steam um and that that's gonna help us out in a huge way here um because as i did it um 
I had it, I had the chicken in the pan there uh, on, on the stage. And, um, you, you know, it had been go- going in there for a minute and it was even acknowledged by the competitor, you know, it's really going to come down to the second on this. It's absolutely going to come down to the second. And I, I didn't doubt him. Not, not for one second did I doubt him. Um, so, but I mean, I already had a plan for this. So, um, as it's coming down to it, I every couple of minutes I open the lid on my chicken and I turn it so that I get that nice sear all the way around. Which I mean, that's a that's a cheat in itself. Sear your meat. If you're not searing it, uh, someone else should. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know? true. I agree because you need to, as it said all over Food Network. Color adds flavor. You need also it helps with sealing and juices. So if you're not searing it, then you're gonna end up with something more dry than if you would have seared it ahead of time. Definitely. So uh, we're we're sealing in all of those juices. I'm glad I'm glad we have that marked out as uh, the the official purpose of this step. So I have it seared completely all the way around. I've added my mushrooms as well because I want them to uh, drop their water, but I don't want them to drop it too soon, but I want them to drop it at the right time. So I add them about halfway through and they're cut into relatively large chunks such that they'll be dropping their water about when I'll be adding the balsamic as well. Um, So I, I have everything timed out at the end and the chicken, it's looking nice and seared. Um, and, and so the mushrooms are beautiful beyond belief. There's pan, there's uh, oil in the bottom of the pan that's been rendered out of the chicken. And so now it's time to add our uh, balsamic in there. And so I add the balsamic, which has been infused with uh, the secret ingredient for the second round, which was the dates. I add the balsamic here um, and it hits the oil and eat, I mean, we know what these things do when they hit each other, something water-based and oil. They don't like each other very much, but I'm not using an open flame, so I can take this risk. There's no one else around me on the stage, so I can take this risk. So I drop the balsamic into the pan full of rendered chicken fat, and it hisses, and it, it's pretty angry. It didn't like it at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but But when it calms down, I look in there, and what's waiting for me but a beautiful vinaigrette um covering my wings perfectly uh and it's it really honestly it made itself i couldn't have made it any better um than it did just then and in one step i my wings have been coated all the flavor has been brought up off the bottom of the pan that i was careful not to let get too hot so it wouldn't burn um I, it was probably, I would say one of my most efficient moments in cooking where I did so many things at one time that needed to happen in a very specific way. Yeah. And moments like that, when it all comes together, when you're not actually sure if it's going to come together are some of my favorite moments in the kitchen. I'm sure you had to have some like funny or relaxing moments up there. Yeah, um, I, honestly, one thing that really helped me clear my head uh, could, couldn't have been planned in any way whatsoever. Uh, one of the judges uh, was uh, Caleb Hiles takes a bite of, uh, of the kimchi I served in the first round. And I think it might have been a little too hot. Um, you know, to be fair, I was introduced as the spicy competitor. So, I mean, ah. 
you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say personal responsibility comes in at a point. I'm just going to say I was introduced as the spicy competitor. Um, so that was definitely very entertaining uh, because I think it was all in good fun um, to where everyone kind of enjoyed the heat. The other two judges were thrilled with the heat level, uh, which I, you know, honestly, I was a little anxious when, when Caleb was, you know, having a little trouble there. I'm like, Oh wow. Am I just going to torch all of these judges? You know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, two out of three judges agree. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah. I couldn't have planned that at all, but it really helped me keep, 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 uh, keep it loose. Yeah, relieve some of that stress. Definitely. The second part, I I have to mention the the first place contender. What a guy, uh, ACF certified. Um, what a champ again. Shook my hand in the end. Top ten handshakes. Um, so <laughs> uh, I gotta say. So, but we're, we're 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 kind of back in the kitchen there, and he asks me, "What did I use to get the kimchi perfect in such a short amount of time? What what chemical ingredient?" Because seasoning could I have possibly used and I, I cheat codes you, you you want cheat codes you, you know what I used I used hot water like, like and you know like it's there are tons of ways to do everything out there and it amuses me every day to find out a new way to do anything and i i absolutely when, when i could pass that experience on to anybody I, I i really enjoy it truly yeah i think that's one of my favorite things about cooking being able to share it with other people um and not just keep it to myself to be honest there are times that i make stuff and i'm not even that interested in eating it but i want other people to eat it you yeah. know most definitely okay so since we talked about your competitions and you shared a couple of cheat codes with me, um, I think it's only fair that I share a couple of my cheat codes with you. Of course. And we can like discuss them and see if anything else sparks. So one of my favorite cheat codes, I'm not sure if this technically qualifies as a cheat code, but I think it's important to remember that when you're cooking at home, that you don't have to like do so much at once especially when you're cooking something for the first time. Like if you want to cook a grand meal, it's important to cook one thing at a time. Test your mashed potatoes on a Wednesday and test your roasted chicken on Friday separately so you're not so stressed at once. I've recently discovered this cool thing when it comes to egg rolls. Um, I love them when we get takeout, they're great. Um, but many people go through this whole cutting the cabbage or shredding it. Um, that's a lot of work. Um, and since I got a lot of things to do, I don't necessarily do all of that. You can also just buy the pre-made coleslaw packs that literally just cabbage and like most of the time cabbage and carrots. That's essentially the same vegetables you can get in egg roll anyway. Then all you have to do is cook your protein and mix it in and roll your egg roll. It's easy and convenient. And I don't think many people like realize that you can just buy a coleslaw mix and use it for other things egg rolls it's a jumping off point uh what can i say um you know like and that's another example where the it's an ingredient that's multi-purpose that can be 
thrown around that can be i mean i i hate to say it you can you can abuse cabbage too it's a great ingredient just for that factor you can abuse it and i mean you can leave it in the pan with some noodles and it only gets better right um so yeah sure <laughs> i've been say. i've been putting cabbage in like everything lately i made fried rice the other day i just threw some coleslaw mix in there gave it yeah. like some nice texture it's what? okay to use prepackaged items yeah, let's say the noodles are going to become inedible before the cabbage does in the pan. So really, it, you know, cabbage, it's a jumping off point. Um, so just honestly go for it with, and like you were saying, don't learn to do everything at once. There's no reason to do that. Um, I didn't learn to do everything at once. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, so I, I, I don't see any reason to put that extra stress on yourself. If you enjoy that extra stress, um, why don't you be a line cook? um but <laughs> yeah right you want to be stressful join the kitchen uh but doing that to yourself at home for free i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one's gonna bring you a paycheck in the kitchen like here you're stressing here's some money it doesn't work like that so instead just stress less take your time um i just made a cake i made it for mother's day which um this episode comes out on Monday, but Mother's Day is technically today. Um, I made it, but I wanted to focus on just the beauty design. So I didn't make my icing this time around. I just used a store but It took me hours to color that many colors. I'll have that picture up on my Instagram by the time this episode comes out. Can't wait but, to see it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's fun. Um, but instead of having to make my icing, I just use a saw brought so I can focus more on decorating. And once I get that down, when I make a cake fully from scratch, I've had to practice without the stress. You shouldn't stress when you're practicing is all I'm saying. Definitely not. Um, like with the egg rolls with the cake, like either way, they have something in common. Um, what could it be? From that point, you can move on and uh, change the recipe yourself. You can do it differently yourself. And so let's say today you use, um, you make up the cake itself, the actual sponge, but you use store-bought. Tomorrow, you're going to make the cake yourself, but then you're going to learn how to make buttercream frosting. You know, like exactly. there's a thousand ways that you can progress with it. If you want to make it all yourself the first day, I, you know, no one, no one can stop you. It's not illegal, but, um, you know, like just maybe take it easy a little bit. You're, you're, you're making, you know, some shrimp Alfredo, maybe just go for just the prepackaged frozen individually quick frozen shrimp. Don't worry about getting fresh yet and start from there and make sure you can get your pasta right. You know, put some salt in your water. Yeah. I'm surprised at how many people cook with just the water. I was on like social media, like TikTok and Instagram. And they're like, add water to your vegetables. Why? I use stock or at least like water with some seasonings in it for everything. I never use plain water when I'm cooking. Am I the only one? I mean, you don't get that color set on your veggies either if you don't use salt. So I'm just, I'm going to go have to, I'm going to go ahead and go with, uh, if I'm boiling water, it's getting salt in it. Um, I can't think of much reasons I would be boiling water that it wouldn't benefit from at least a little bit of salt. So, exactly. so I'm going with. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Even about, coffee. You put salt in your coffee? 
Not a lot of it, just a crack of it. Uh, it like just a crack of salt. If you have like a sea salt cracker, do not put table salt in your coffee. Don't do that. <laughs> some get some nice sea salt just for your coffee. Sea salt just for your coffee. Interesting. I guess it's a nice sleigh. Do you put sugar in your coffee as well, or there's no sugar? Oh yeah, um, I I definitely I kind of do the whole Starbucks thing here at my house. It's pretty great. Um, Yeah, just basic flavors. I don't go all out with syrups though. I just raw sugar, uh, Hershey's chocolate, and and I get the Horizon milk. It's delicious. Nice, because I can see where the salt will come in. Because when I make buttercream or something sweet, you add salt to it to boost the flavor. So I could see how salt might add to the flavor of coffee. Butter on your pancakes, right? Yeah. That people eat pancakes without butter? Surprising. I don't know if I could stand a world where that happens. Okay, but what about you? Any other culinary cheat codes or shortcuts you think you take in the kitchen or... Um, gosh, like we, we've covered how to prepare ingredients. Let's talk about the biggest one ever. Keep the tip of your knife on the cutting board when you're cutting things. Um, I go into these Facebook, I go into these Facebook groups and I, I see, I I see dudes going bonanza on an onion and I'm crying (laughs) through the video because I wish they just kept the tip of their knife on the cutting board. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about specific Facebook cooking groups, but they're out there. And, um, you know, uh, they're, they're out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many times I can, like, turn on Food Network and see somebody cooking something. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's not how this is done. That makes no sense. So we've come to why I enjoy these cook groups. Because you can post your picture of your food and nobody will like it. Not one person will see one thing good about it because they can individually each come up with a better way to do it. And you know what? I'm sure that they have actually good ways to do it. The point is, nobody can acknowledge that the other way to do it might in fact just be just as good. Everyone's like, no, that's trash. But you see on these food networks sometimes... I will absolutely give you 100%. You see somebody doing something and you're like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this popcorn salad food network no, video. Lately. No, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I hate that video. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> With mayonnaise? No, we're not talking about that. It's awful. It is awful. Okay. Awful. <laughs> The first time I heard about that, I was in class at one of my classes. We were doing salads, bound salads. And one of my classmates was like, oh, just like that new popcorn salad. I was like, nobody talk about this. Nobody talk about this. This sounds awful. And then I saw the video like two days later. I was like, this is just why? Who would do this? For what reason would you have? I don't understand somebody's thought process here. I, I saw that. I sent it to six different people immediately. Um, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Some, some videos just make you stop. Some of them are recipes. Others are uh, on, like, have you ever seen, like, some hijinks videos in kitchens um, where it's, uh, like, for instance, like, 
nobody knows what to do if something's on fire. Let's yeah. talk about another life hack. What to do if your fryer is on fire. Now, why is your fryer on fire? Did you forget to turn it off before you drain the oil? <laughs> um, well, that's okay. Just put a sheet pan over the top and turn it off. The smoke will keep it from catching fire and killing everybody. But you know what? We've all seen the video. Well, maybe. But, you know, there's quite a few of them out there. I'm sure we've all seen one um, where that was not something somebody thought to do. And it's unfortunate because it just gets bigger and bigger. And you're like, well, somebody please put a sheet pan over that fryer. And nobody does. And what's even worse, in one of the videos, there's a fire extinguisher in sight in the video. And you just watch as an employee dumps a bucket of, go ahead and guess what they No, no, please don't say water. <laughs> Do not a say water. Big old bucket. I think they probably just grabbed the the pickle bucket out of the walk-in to toss on it, honestly, because no. it was a big bucket. It was oh a big bucket. God. It was a big bucket. Um, yeah, don't do not do that. I don't think that's a life hack so much as common sense, but just in case, let's, don't, don't do that. I think it's important to say, because people like panic when they see fire, and your first instinct when you see fire, you think water. But no, 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 let's not do that when we're in the kitchen. We're you know, everybody for like 10 miles around was like, what are they cooking in there? You know? <laughs> for real. Just big fire. Oh my God, I know the dining room was real interesting. What the heck was going on back there? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Oh my, they be on fire during dinner service? How the heck? No, no, how the hell? <laughs> Are your fryers catching fire during your dinner service? Whose job is it to stay at the fryer? Because you're fired. <laughs> that fella. Get out of here. Ugh, ridiculous. Yeah. Another thing. But back to when you were saying, like, people don't use their knives properly. When I see people cutting things the wrong way, it just irks my soul. Yeah. And I just have, like, I'm like, I can't watch this. I'm it like, makes me tired. It does. I'm it makes like, me tired. don't do that. And like, yeah. when people cut an onion, like, in half the wrong way, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? I've watched somebody cut an onion, like, diagonally, and it's, it's just the saddest thing ever. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's... You can't you can't do that because all the slices are going to be weird because you're not working with the geometry of the onion. Exactly. God, it freaks me out. I'm like, it's ruined now. We can't do this. Start over. Just just start over. Oh, God, throw the whole thing in a blender or something because this is not it. Um, but yeah, I think like that's one of my biggest pet peeves: watching people cut onions the wrong way. Yeah, and then when somebody doesn't know how to sharpen a knife. Or they're not using a cutting board and just cutting directly on the stainless table there. Or, I don't know, I've, I've, just, I've seen dudes sharpen it on grill bars. And I'm just, I'm not saying those things don't work. I'm saying I hate the way they sound. Um, you know, it's just like, just use the steel. Better yet, like whetstone. I don't know. Like, everyone should be able to use a whetstone. I don't know. Personally. Yeah. Oh my god, even better that you have knife sharpeners that stand up, they're in the shape of V's, and all you have to do is pull your knife through it. I have one of those. It's simple. <laughs> it saves me time. And all these cook groups, I see everybody posting 
all these uh all their nice knives and i'm like hey guys let's see those nice whetstones you bought to go with that nice knife (laughs) and you know you don't see many of those and it's the weirdest thing uh but i mean you don't need a a whetstone for a nice a knife you got off of a wish um so (laughs) (laughs) yeah very true (laughs) oh my god all right that concludes the torch I'm going to put on Facebook groups this season. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they're going to come for you. They're not coming for me, but they're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least the page matches everything that's posted on it. Uh, burned. Okay, that concludes. Uh, <laughs> <anyways>. <laughs> Got so. into Facebook group for cooking name Burn. <laughs> what were you expecting Nothing to be in there? Peeves of a chef. That's it. Like, if you want to get pissed off, join this Facebook group. Yeah, basically. Goodness gracious. Okay. So, what should we be moving on to? I can't think of any more. Like, I had a whole bunch of, like, culinary sheet codes I wanted to go through, but I forgot them. This happens often, for those of you who are here. I forgot all of them. <laughs> so, well, I could definitely give some recommendations. Um, more just like uh, maybe hardware application stuff that's just good to have generally. Um, I prefer to use a uh, good old cook glove. Um, I got it off of Amazon. It's $5. They don't last too long. You got me there, but guess what? They're $5. I'll just buy another. Um, (laughs) And I always have my fresh cook glove ready to go when my other one gets a hole in it. And so, you know, it gets a hole, you know, it just looks a little dingy. You know, what, what, Whatever case, it goes in the trash. I put on my new one. Case closed. Um, Pairing knives, same deal. Always have a sharp pairing knife. Just buy new ones. You don't need to buy an expensive pairing knife. It's going to get stolen anyways. Like, it's just (laughs) everyone borrows them and they don't give them back because they're like, wow, this is sharp. What if I just didn't give it back? Um, And they (laughs) they don't. Uh, So just get a cheap one and bring that to work. Nobody bring your expensive knife knives to work um don't do that either anyways uh yeah those are the job on the job tips i can advise oh speaking of which i was in class the other day we talked about two things first of all we were trying to figure out why the hell chef coach are white because we work in the messiest place you could think of when it comes to food um second apparently you're supposed to have two chef coats when you are working you have one that you're cooking in and when you have to go to the front of the house you have to switch it for the one you'd never wear in the kitchen i just didn't think about this yeah i mean you, you generally want to have the flexibility there i can think of a handful of times that i've been called the front of house by a customer um only one time was it negative um I'll, I'll go ahead and confess I could have done a better job on that plate. But the other times, it was it, it was fantastic. And, um, you, you know, I, I, t- I take off my apron. Um, you know, I, as long as they take off my apron, I'm usually pretty good. I think they make chef coats white. This leads me into my next point here. I think they make your chef coats white uh, because it's just kind of like a, I don't know, if I'm working with somebody and their chef coat's a mess, I'm like, what, are you rolling around in it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. But at the same time, accidents happen and having to, you don't bleach, you can't bleach them every time because they'll just end up brewing. So like, 
Yeah, definitely. That's why you see like, okay, so you like your presentation chefs, you know, you know, those guys, they're, they're going to be wearing their white coats, the, the, the lion coats. It's not to say that, you know, nobody wears white coat, white coats. It's also to say, I've been in a ton of kitchens where everybody's wearing black coats for this exact reason. Um, you, you know, honestly, um, I, at the competition, I wore a black chef coat because uh, I figured that uh, Darren would be wearing a white one, which he was. Um, so I, I was just like, let's let's just you, you know change it up a little bit, set apart, um, set aside. And it, it, it was I, I I can't I just don't like the multicolor ones personally. I can't. I don't know. I, I worked with. I had a boss that had, had a had a coat that was quite spectacular, and it was spectacular. However, at six a.m. <laughs> at six a.m. Um, I you know. Yeah. I'm always so spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I would want like a purple and black chef coat because those are just my colors. But I'm thinking about the fact that it's gonna get ruined. But now I know that I'll just have my sexy purple and black coat, the one that I never wear in the kitchen, only in a dining room when people see me or to take pictures from magazines, um, stuff stuff like that. And then everywhere else, I'm just gonna wear a black coat because I'm over this white man. Oh yeah, like there's you know you can have your like your dress whites and you can have your work whites. You know, like you just like. However you want to do it, people do it, they do it with their clothes, you know, you don't just have one set of clothes, you have a nice set of clothes and a set of clothes you wear to go to Walmart, you know, and so it's just do the same thing with, with your, uh, with, with, with your chef whites, um, you know, I, I even go for your casual, you know, your like short sleeve ones if you're, if your uh, place allows it, um, I, I, I can really just say go out there and just find the chef coat that's right for you, you're going to be working in it, you know, get a custom one. You know, you can, you know, go all out with, like, name printing and all that. But honestly, I have a second nice, nice plain chef coat ordered in. Um, I, I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm definitely going to have, like, one fancy one. One fancy purple black one. The rest are just going to be the ones I need to wear to get to work. That's it. I can't yeah, do that. And then chef, chef pants as well. I like the pinstripe white on uh, black ones. Those, those have always just appealed to me. Uh, same with the aprons. Aprons, definitely. I'm going to go with pinstripes whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, coat, I like to keep the coat solid, solid either black or white, though. I have, like, checkered white chef pants. Checkered white. It's actually not black. It's, like, a white and, like, a dark brown that looks black from afar. Kind of creepy when I look at it up close. I don't know why. Um... And I prefer the black aprons, but in class we do have to wear the white ones. But I think the black aprons just look better. Well, now we're down. Now we're down to a whole separate debate here. Do you like your 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 lap aprons, the the you know the ones that come up to your neck, the bib aprons, or do you like the ones that sit on your waist? Because I've seen people who just absolutely can't do without the waist apron, so they'll just fold down the one that goes up to your neck, and they'll just fold it down like that. I like yeah. the full one. I like the full bib one, the one that goes around your neck. I before I couldn't stand them, but like I realized that there's a way to tie them so they're not like heavy on your neck and making your yeah. neck stiff. Um, I mean, a chef coat protects your neck anyways, and then if you have a neckerchief under that, I can't really imagine any real problem an apron would cause. Like I guess if you're just doing it in a t-shirt, 
than maybe, you know, but I haven't even, even so most of my jobs have been, um, cooking in a t-shirt and honestly, I, it hasn't been an issue. Uh, for me, I have like aprons and I don't get along aprons or anything that like has to go around my neck bags. I don't know. It's probably just my neck, but like, it's more, I feel like half the time it's psychosomatic. I'm like, this is on, this is going to annoy the sh- out of me. Um, and yeah. then it does <laughs> like, um, but I do prefer like the whole bib long one. That's how I feel. That's how I feel when like the gloves are too small, um, or your hands are wet putting them on, and there's like an inch of glove left, and your 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 gloves got a reservoir tip now, and you know you don't need all that. And it's just, and then they're like, okay, now you got to do this. And I'm like, oh, my gloves aren't even on. This is terrible. Yeah, I hate this. I want to go. Yeah, it just kind of like ruins your mentality. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. Okay. They used to hate it at the White Castle I started working at. They used to hate it, but we had the the really cheap, really, really cheap gloves. You know what I'm talking about, the crinklies. Um, And so what what we learned is if you put them over the fryer exhaust, they shrink wrap under your hands so you can actually, (laughs) like, use them like normal gloves that I'm sure most of us have come to enjoy these days now that I guess gloves have dropped in price and then nobody uses the cheaper ones anymore maybe those guys finally went out of business um i (laughs) shout shout out to whoever burned them down (laughs) goodness gracious no i do hate the gloves when they're like or when we run out of the right size gloves and we only have like extra large gloves or small gloves and i'm like bruh this, this is not it why don't we have the middle like who are still buying these small gloves? we have like four stacks of small size gloves unopened but like, anyway why? i think we should talk about what are we whispering about um i worked the whisper for the week which we're dedicating to some of the other things you do besides cooking so why don't you tell us what they are um so yeah actually uh how, how i met uh the host here uh was over twitter uh through my artist account um, that I used to uh, make music with my friends. Uh, that's uh, that's that's the best way I can put it at this point. Honestly, it's I am surrounded by some of the best people, um, and you know, every day I, I see them do more. Every day they have more followers. Every day I have more followers. We put out new stuff and. Uh, you know, we're not all the same styles and maybe we don't get each other's tracks, but I, you know, I, re- I think it's a close community as any other uh, producer Twitter. So, so I really like that environment and as well, discord can be a huge, an enormous asset for uh, meeting other artists that you might want to work with. Um, and, and by happen chance, um, I actually uh, met uh, Kyle John uh, Kanowski, uh, who was featured in 2020 uh, in the Adult Swim small series for uh, Trust Wormy. I had the privilege of working with uh, some of uh, that artist's material, and uh, I'm really hoping uh, that we can see more from that soon as well. Uh, so my, uh, my expectations are high for uh, that specific content. So I would, I would definitely stay posted. Um, yeah, uh, my handle on Twitter is uh, at 
O R R and then B B B B four Bs. So one O two R's and four Bs. Uh, and hell of a name if you're trying to get people to follow yeah. you. Yeah, right. Um, my marketing, huh? Uh, and so, uh, what what we also have on there is the the actual name. That's uh, not the handle, but the, the you know, reference name there. Um, and it's in it's in Cyrillic, and uh, the characters in it are close enough to the handle, but uh, it, it starts with an O, and then it's uh, the second character is in Cyrillic is yeah, and then the third and the fourth character is. Uh, bay. So it comes out as a oh yeah baby, uh, as an alternate pronunciation of my artist name. So if anyone would like to go with that, request that please. Um, I can I can go with that too. <laughs> Interesting. I always find it the hardest um, when it comes to like shortening your brand for like social medias. Yeah, and it's almost like there's so many out there doing the same thing that that's like you're you're sometimes like if you just have one that sticks out like mine just looks kind of like a barcode or a key smash you know you might just someday it, it might just work in your favor i don't know um my current management is through uh atari jones um i have done work with uh him uh in the past i'm hoping to do more uh nothing going on that yet but i'm super hoping for it fingers are crossed here um what a guy super great to work with everybody i work with is amazing to work with so uh yeah i mean i, I wait, wait. I you're saying you haven't worked with one person that was difficult not one difficult person i mean everyone's kind of on their honor a little bit like they want to get work they want people to continue to work with them um so nobody's gonna make it more difficult than they have to would they um you know, I was able to offer out this, uh, the, this adult swim feature. Um, I was able to offer this out to a lot of folks and, you know, I was a little disappointed because some of them, I feel maybe we're a little too focused on the money aspect of it. Cause I'm like, Hey guys, you know, I might have this cool thing and, you know, I listen to your stuff and I like your vocals. It'd be really cool to have you on. And, you know, they, they wanted $25. Well, I guess, I guess, um, you I won't be on just, it. I guess we just won't do that. All right, your call. You're, okay, all right, cool. All right, you know, Food Network calls and you ask them for gas money to get to the studio. All right, good job. <laughs> you, know, you, you won that one. Um, and, and then they come at me with, well, I know what I'm worth. And I'm like, $25? Yeah. <laughs> I love producer Twitter. There's some weird priorities though sometimes, but I, I think it's great. Um, I respect the artistic process here. And it, this is a subject of hot debate um, on, on producer Twitter. And I, I don't know. I, I, I respectfully enforce my opinion. Um, so, Yeah. I'm like, luckily I haven't like had to work with any difficult people yet. Um, most of the people I talk to are like in my, I guess, culinary social circle, which I can now say I have. I have a culinary social circle. It's great. I didn't have one before. Didn't know what I was missing out on. I'm an antisocial yeah. person, naturally. So <laughs> Communities are essential to grow. Um, yeah, that's definitely true. Speaking of growing, I've actually just, for some reason, I woke up one morning and decided to apply for an online um, competition, uh, it's greatest baker in the world 
First of all, that title alone is intimidating, um, but it's an online culinary competition where people people vote for you. Um, and that actually starts the 11th, which is going to be tomorrow by the time this podcast comes out. So I will be posting my link for all of that so that everyone can vote for me because I honestly just want to make a name for myself and also strive to win. So if everyone could just like, link will be in the description of this podcast episode so whatever you're listening on go to the description and vote for me on the 11th greatly appreciate it please vote for chef Phoebe. yes please vote i think this conversation was super fun and i know we were discussing considering doing another one about like some of the other things we are interested in we had some long conversations about poetry and about music and all that stuff um and anime think we should focus on like more culinary animes absolutely since we seem to have like a vibe going on with that um so we'll probably do this again soon and that'll be fun yeah i'd be excited to um present uh things that maybe there's a few cooking animes out there there's plenty of food in studio ghibli um i post food on my twitter all the time there's a fantastic breakfast that i had this morning sitting on my twitter right now um so i'm not going to tell you what it is um you're just going to have to go look so but uh it's an amazing breakfast and so i would actually um i'd be super enthused uh to uh see what i can put up there as far as like uh you you might have seen this food in uh this show um and definitely so we we can talk all day about anime food or food anything like that yeah let me know definitely be fun and like some movies, because there are a lot of like movies that people don't realize are like food related. Uh, it's funny. But yeah, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Um, again, we had, we want to thank our guest, Alex Yoza, for coming on and talking about culinary competition, Chef Cheat Codes, and my Chef Cheat Codes. And our interesting conversation that got off base, but was really entertaining, which I had fun. Um, so thank you, Alex, for that. I, I think it all works. I, I had an amazing time, and I think I'm going to have an even greater time listening to it after the fact. So, <laughs> yeah, that's thank always you so much different. for having me. No problem. Again, I'm Chef Phoebe. This is Chef Phoebe's Whispers. And listen next week. And don't forget to vote tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, it will be tomorrow. So vote. I just want a million think my problems will be fixed. Time think I miss it every trip. Lose faith, no patience. Come around, we forget. New flows, old clothes, still fresher than a bitch. Still fresher than a bitch. Still fresher than.